book of Joshua. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, maybe you could kind of share a Bible. But it's going to be good if you can follow along in the Bible. We're going to be looking at Joshua chapter 14. Joshua chapter 14, starting with verse number 6. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzanite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in uh, Kadesh Barnea. I was forty years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren, who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said these forty-five years, ever since the Lord spake, spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, eighty-five years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain for which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in the, that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. I may be, it may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as, a, an, as an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzanite, to this day, because the, he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Father, your word is forever settled in heaven. Your word is inspired. Your word is here for our instructions. It's here that the man of God might be fully equipped for every good work. Your word is something that we can build our lives upon. Heaven and earth may pass away, but your word will never pass away. And God, you said through, uh, when you were here walking this earth, Jesus, you said that not one jot nor tittle would fall from the law until all be fulfilled. Father, we look for the fulfillment of your words, and we look for encouraging encouragement through your word this morning. We pray, Lord, that as we now look into your word, that 
the anointing of the Holy Spirit would come over us, our ears would be open, our hearts would be receptive, that, God, you would do miraculous things in here this morning, that this word would take deep root in our hearts and that there would be that which would change our lives. And then would you anoint this preacher to preach in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like uh, for one of the ushers to get me a glass of water, if they would, please. Just seem to have a sinus condition here that wants to drain down the back of my throat. Faith is dead where doubt is. Doubt is discouragement. Doubt has no place in a Christian's life. Faith is blind to impossibilities. With God, all things are possible. Would you say that with me? With God, all things are possible. And the man of faith will know nothing but success. The Old Testament is full of stories of great men and uh, great women of faith. And as we look at the, their walk of faith, we find so much encouragement for our own lives. And one such man is this man, Caleb, that I just read about. And so I want to <clears throat> look into the life of Caleb this morning, and I want to uh, bring your attention to a sevenfold aspect of faith in the life of Caleb. The first aspect of faith is the claim of faith. Verse 6. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzanite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses. In other words, Caleb was reminding Joshua, You were there, you heard what God said, and I'm basing my claim on what God has said. God cannot lie. God, men may be liars, but God will never lie. Romans 10:17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And he had heard the word of God verbally spoken to Moses. Moses had said, Because you have a different spirit, because you are a man of faith, you're going to have this mountain. Matthew 24 and 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And Caleb was holding God to his word. You promised it to me, God, and now here I am. I'm going to claim that which you said. 
Whenever you find a promise in this book, this is the Word of God. And if you find a promise in there, you can go to God the same as Caleb did and say, I am claiming this promise. You said God. And expect God to honor his word. Secondly, I want to draw your attention to consecration of, the, of faith. Verse 8. says, I wholly followed the Lord my God. Holy, not partially, holy. The same word that is used over in Exodus 28:41, and it's translated over there, consecration. In other words, he was sold out. He was c- completely relying on the word of God. He was consecrated to the word of God. He... Uh, followed God meticulously. He didn't vary to, to the right or hand or to the left. He was with God continuously. Caleb devoted devotion in following the Lord is, is uh, it just really touches my heart. I I want to just have you go through some scripture here with me. First of all, go to Deuteronomy chapter 1. You only got to turn back a couple of books. Deuteronomy chapter 1. And verse 36. I can turn one page, we'll have it made. Verse 36 says, Except Caleb, the son of Jephani, he shall see it, and to him and his children I am giving the land on which he walked, because he wholly followed the Lord. And if you look uh, Numbers, that's the chapter just before Deuteronomy, Numbers chapter 14. And verse 24 says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, remember that, he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Chapter 32 of Numbers and verse 12. Except Caleb, the son of Jephani, the Kenzanite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And then in Joshua, where we just uh, have been reading in chapter 14, 
this same statement is made again in verse 8 and verse 9 and then again in verse 14. By the time you get done looking at this, you get the idea that this man was different. God says it over and over and over again in his word here. He had a different spirit. He was of a different kind. He wholly followed the Lord. He didn't, he didn't just uh, partially or just what he could get by with. If God said it, he did it. And that's why he could claim the promises of God. Because he was doing what God expected of him. Then he could go to God and expect God to work for him. Caleb was, was obedient. Caleb had a different kind of a spirit. You can't have the same spirit that the world has and expect God to honor his promises in the word to you. First of all, you've got to give your heart to Jesus Christ and then you've got to determine in your heart that you're going to live for Jesus Christ regardless of what circumstances might come. Then God will honor his word. For all the promises in the book are yea and amen in who? In Jesus Christ. And if we are found in Jesus, then we can have these promises. But if we're not walking in the Lord Jesus Christ, then we shouldn't expect anything. Next, let me bring you to the confession of faith. Verse 10. We're in Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said these 40 year, uh, 45 years. Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am, this day, 85 years old. I want you to get the picture. <laughs> the Lord has kept me alive as he has said. You see, he experienced God's keeping power. How many of you here have ever experienced God's keeping power? God is not only able to deliver you, he's able to keep you. He can provide for you along the way. He can keep you from getting into evil things. He can deliver you from those things that would, would hurt you. God's keeping power. I believe in the keeping power of Jesus Christ. It wasn't too long ago, Betty and I were down to the mall down here at uh, Auburn. And we're sitting there at the light, and there was a, an arrow for a right-hand turn 
for a right-hand turn. We were in the left lane, and the light was red. So we had stopped, and this car come barreling down upon us, and uh, Betty said she could see the car coming in the mirror, and she thought, uh-oh, we've had it. We were driving her a little Renault, and this car was moving on. And just before he got to us, he swerved to the right, but he swerved right in front of a truck, and a truck hit him right alongside of us and drove that car right through the intersection. I believe in the keeping power of Jesus Christ. Not, not a scratch. Didn't touch us. I believe it was God. Hallelujah. Here, this man is 85 years old, and uh, now think back with me. He had drank, he had tasted water that came out of the rock as Moses struck the rock. He had been at the waters of Merah, Amara, where the waters were bitter. And he had seen Moses take a tree and throw it into that water, and those waters became sweet. He was with Moses and the children of Israel when they walked across on dry land, when the Red Seas were opened up and the Egyptians when they tried to come through, they were drowned in the Red Sea. He was there when they began to complain about they didn't have nothing to eat. And God gave them manna from heaven. They'd just go out in the morning and pick it up off the ground. It looked like coriander seed. And it tasted like, uh, like honey. And God miraculously fed this man for 40 years. No wonder you could say, God's kept me alive. He was there when they complained, and, and uh, we don't have nothing to eat but this old manna. And God sent quail. And there were so many quail that came in that they, they, they uh, went out and they, they started gathering in the quails. They had so many quails and they ate so much quail that they threw up and it was coming out of their nostrils. This man had experienced it all. No wonder he could say, God has kept me alive. Hallelujah. The rest of his generation from 40 years old and up, upward. They were going to go into Cadiz Barnea. And they sent spies out to spy out the land. And they all came back with bad reports except for two. There were 12 spies. Two of them come back and said, Hey, it's a good land. And the fruit is... Tremendous. And we're well able to take the land. 
But there was ten of them that came back and they gave a bad report. And because they had given a bad report, they were told that they were going to die in the wilderness. Everyone from 40 years old and upward were going to die in the wilderness. Except for Caleb and Joshua. Pardon? From 20 years old and upward. Okay, you're right. But he was 40 years old at the time. And he said, I am just as strong today as I was then. He said, we're still well able to take this mountain. Well, I I don't know. You might think right offhand, this guy's a little senile, 85 years old and He thinks he's as strong today as he was when he was 40 years old. And he's going to to go in and and take these high-walled cities and and there's Anakim in the land, these these giants, and he's he's just going to go in and take over. But you know, he he had a secret. His secret was this. He'd learned... During that, them 40 years in the wilderness, them 40 years he had learned that God was well able. He knew that his strength was not in his own physical being, but his strength was in the Lord God Almighty. And just as he depended on God at Katie's Barnea, when he spoke the word that was in his heart rather than what he saw with his eyes. Then he, he says he's well able. My strength is the same now as it was then. Hallelujah. Too many times we see things with our eyes. I remember one time, and I was telling Carol and Cheryl here about it yesterday. When I walked in and I, if I'd have went according to my eyes, I would have turned around and walked back out. Uh, my mother laid there and her tongue was tied to one side and she had hoses connected to her all over the place and and uh, the rest of the family and so forth was saying she's not going to make it. But rather than going according to my eyes, or going according to what the little Jewish doctors told me, that he said, uh, you're a preacher, you better get to praying. He said, I've opened her up and I found... Fourteen, was it? Fourteen major things wrong with her. She's don't look like she's going to make it. So I began to pray. And I didn't care what I saw with my eyes. I didn't care what I'd heard with my ears. I came before God and I pleaded for mercy and for grace. 
You know, God heard me along toward morning. The sweetest peace in the world came over me. And I knew she was going to make it. I said to my sister, I said, we can go home. She was still kind of skeptical about it, but we went home. I don't remember how many years was added to her life, but she lived for quite a, quite a little while after that. Maybe five years. I believe that God is still in the business of answering prayer. And if you'll just realize the strength that's in the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you're 85 or 45, or whether you're 15, or whether you're 12 years old, if you depend on the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have strength. You don't know what God's strength is until everything else is taken away and all of a sudden there's nothing to lean on except God. My wife had both her parents pass away within 66 days. And she, she was... She was on top of the situation the whole time because God just gave her a peace. Hallelujah. I want to talk next about the company of faith. Verse 12. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able. He doesn't think that he might be able. He's very positive about it. He says, I shall be able if the Lord be with me. If God be for me, who can stand against me? I know in whom I believe. And he's well able. He felt he could do anything, he could be anything, he could go anywhere as long as the Lord was with him. Here's a verse for some of you that feel kind of like you're, you need strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things, not some things, all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. Next we see the confidence of faith. Faith, verse 12. He says, I shall be able to drive them out. No might or maybe about it. I'm going to be able to drive them out if the Lord is with me. Faith is always positive. 
We're believers, not doubters. That's why they call us believers. Amen. There's a sin that so easily besets all of us. One that's, uh, it's a real trap. It's very easy to fall into. You know what that is? Doubt. Doubt. You've got to believe. You've got to have faith. The difference between faith and presumption is this. Presumption acts on its own authority. But faith always depends on, thus saith the Lord. Let me give you an example of that so you don't get confused. There was a bunch of women over in Korea, and they were reading their Bible. And they read in the Bible where Peter walked on the water. And they said, well, if Peter can do it, we ought to be able to do it. So they tried walking on the water. Guess what? They drowned. They were going on assumption. They were just assuming Presumption. That word was to Peter, come. And unless God says to you, come, you better stay in the boat. (laughs) But if the Lord says, thus saith the Lord, come to me on the water, you can walk on it and be just as hard as this floor. You've got to learn to hear the voice of God. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Now, I've learned through experience that I don't demand anything from God. I make some strong arguments And I make requests, but I depend upon his grace, which means unmerited favor. If he wants to do something for me, it's just because he loves me. It's not because I deserve it. So if you go to the Lord that way when you're in trouble, just asking for his mercy and his grace, then you can be like Peter when he was in jail there. Peter was all chained up between a couple of guards and he was going to be executed the next morning. Instead of being upset, he just laid back and went to sleep. While he was sleeping, an angel came and the chains fell off. And the angel had to kick him awake, get him, get him awake, and then took him outside and turned him loose. And he thought he was dreaming. 
Matthew 28 says in verse 19 and 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth. And as long as God is with us, that's all that really matters. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Last of all, we come to the compensation of faith. Verse 13 and 14 of Joshua 14. And Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron, gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. He came into his inheritance because of his faith in God Almighty. Over in Romans, that's over in the New Testament, Romans chapter 8, verse 17, I'll start with verse 16, it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We have an inheritance. Just as surely as Caleb had an inheritance in the promised land and he was coming to claim that inheritance, we can claim our inheritance. You might want to write down Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 18. It also talks about that inheritance and about the fact that God has given us the down payment of our inheritance, the Holy Spirit. This is not the end of life. We've got an inheritance in the heavenlies. One day I'm going to walk down those streets of gold there's going to be a river flowing down. There'll be trees on either side. It'll be just like it was back in the Garden of Eden. They'll bear fruit every month. But you know, we only have this inheritance if we've given our life to Jesus Christ. So I want to ask that everyone would just bow their heads right now, right where they're at.